0: It's Cookie Lab.
1: Hi, and welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill.
0: And I'm Chris. And this week on Cookie Lab, we are celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Jill.
1: Happy St. Patrick's Day, Chris. As you know, this is a holiday celebrating the patron saint of the Emerald Isle, Ireland.
0: Yes, and if you listen to the other podcasts that we're associated with, the Wednesday Night Podcast, you can hear all about St. Patrick. Tune in. Tune in. I think we have whipped up something very exciting with a great history and fantastic science here in the Cookie Lab. We better get right into it. The Jaffa Cake, which I know nothing about.
1: So Jaffa Cake, so my family likes to visit Ireland. We have uh, cousins there we can stay with, so we go a lot. And one of our favorite treats while we're there is called Jaffa Cakes. It's a cookie that consists of really a sponge cake layer on the bottom.
0: Mm -hmm. Then
1: some orange jelly, topped by some dark chocolate
0: oh my gosh i'm getting chills uh, I, like <laughs> you've named three of my favorite things
1: yes all in all in one biscuit or cookie or cake there's some some discrepancy over whether it's a cake
0: we're gonna get to the bottom of that i think
1: well, the bottom of it is the sponge cake layer <laughs> so you might wonder why it's called a jaffa, hey, jaffa jill, cake hey jill yes. why is
0: it called a jaffa cake
1: Well, the Jaffa orange is a crop of the ancient Israeli port city of Jaffa.
0: Okay, yeah, I've been there. But
1: actually, oh, have you? That's so cool.
0: I have. I saw no no oranges there, but I know that they're very famous for their Jaffa oranges. Right. So how do we get from, from Israel to Ireland?
1: I don't know, but the jelly inside, they call it the squidgy orange bit. Um, but it's not orange. Mc- so McVitie's is the British biscuit company that makes them. the they're, they're, I have to say, all the cookies that we get, the biscuits that we get when we're in Ireland, including the digestives, the milk chocolate covered digestive, which is the most popular biscuit in Ireland, and the Jaffa cakes are all made by McVitie's, which is a British biscuit company. So I'd love to see the Republic of Ireland produce a fabulous biscuit slash cookie for us to enjoy but this is what we get when we're over there and the squidgy orange bit is actually according to McVities, flavored not with jaffa oranges but with tangerine and something else and they they claim that the jaffa orange um, goes into the sponge cake i chose a recipe from the internet from an american cook who was inspired by seeing them make jaffa cakes on the great british baking show oh yeah is that what it's called yeah my daughter Summer loves that show, and they used Jaffa Cakes as a technical challenge one time on that show. So there was no orange flavoring in the sponge layer that I made last night when I cooked. But um, I'm really curious to see if these come anywhere close to our favorite treat from abroad.
0: Now, I have heard these uh, be described as the British ho-ho. Like, you can just go into any confectioner yes, store. And they're sure. they're wrapped either in singles or doubles and you No, can... no.
1: It's a whole box. You get a, a a box at the they're at the grocery store.
0: Okay. And, and I, I
1: would more compare it to like uh something from the cookie aisle, like Oreos or you just go to oh, the cookie okay. aisle and that's okay. Okay. But they're sponge cakes. I guess, cakes it, I guess there it's kind too. of cake like yeah it's
0: they're not biscuits.
1: Right. They're sponge cakes so it it would be tear so you know it comes in a plastic sleeve you open it up and then what do you got to do i mean you immediately have to find you know an airtight container or ziploc bag because they just dry out like that
0: okay so this is a cookie that you should that is not really our classic cookie uh but you should eat them as soon as you make them or find an airtight container and store them
1: Yeah, or if you buy the McVities, you rip open the box, and then you just have to eat all of them.
0: Okay, well, I think that's more our style. My mouth (laughs) is watering, Jill. Can we eat the cookie?
1: Do you want to eat it, or do you want to talk about science and history?
0: Oh, my gosh. I want to eat it first. Okay, let's eat it. I can't wait anymore. Okay. Here we go. Now that... Mmm. That... Crackle that you hear, that crunch, is the chocolate, the chocolate topping. I'm
1: gonna say the flavor is actually pretty close. Hold on, I got faster.
0: And then there's the the next thing that I I get is the the cake. It's it's cakey. Um, it's, the
1: cake is a little overwhelming, unfortunately. I think. When I make these again, I will use half the amount of batter. I baked them in a muffin tin. The recipe said to use two tablespoons of batter in each depression. I think I might go down to one because it's, it's the cake is looks like it's about twice as thick as it should be. It's not a bad thing. I will also say this recipe called to use a shallow bun tin, which is different from a muffin tin because the bottom is rounded instead of flat. And... That did remind me that Jaffa Cakes are kind of rounded on the bottom. I was unable to procure such a pan this week when, when it was my time to bake for Cookie Lab. So they're flat on the bottom.
0: Well, that does not bother me at all. No. Uh, uh, they're just as delicious. The gelatin, the squidgy orange bit, is like the, the orange gelatin that you get in those chocolate sticks. With That, orange.
1: Chris, is a huge compliment because that's what it's supposed to taste like. I made that myself with orange juice, orange zest, and unflavored gelatin. Mm. And sugar. Tons of sugar, of course.
0: Sure. Everything's better with sugar. So, this is a delightful, yummy little cakey treat that fits beautifully in the palm of your hand. And the chocolate is hard and crunchy, but not too crunchy. The gelatin is perfect. The cake is Yummy. Excellent.
1: What are you going to give it on your cookie scale?
0: I'm going to give it a 2.8.
1: That's really generous. Thank you.
0: (laughs) With no justification whatsoever. Just (laughs) 2.8. Got it. So, this is going to be my new St. Patrick's Day tradition of eating cookies, of eating Jaffa cakes.
1: Right on. Love it.
0: Is there more history behind them?
1: I think they've just been around a long time. They're super popular in, um, in the UK. They entered the Oxford English Dictionary in 2007. You can find Jaffa Cakes in the OED.
0: Really? That seems late. I would imagine that they would have been around much earlier.
1: Well, they've been around for um, quite some time. They, they were introduced by the McVitie's Company. Um,
0: I'm going to say 1829.
1: McVitie's alone makes a billion Jaffa Cakes a year. They're round, but in 2009, Germany tried to make oblong ones because they were easier to package and dunk. Oh, you dunk them? Maybe the Germans do. I don't know.
0: Are they served with tea?
1: Well, for sure. If you're in Ireland, they're served with tea. That's what they drink over there.
0: Mm. So the McVitie's company the, invented them? Do we know?
1: Yes. Rob, Robert McVitie, a Scottish baker who first set up shop on Rose Street in Edinburgh, 1927, according to Wikipedia, It's a Genoise sponge base, a layer of orange-flavored jam, and a coating of chocolate. It's not a registered trademark, so other companies do make Jaffa Cakes. Mm. In 2012, they were ranked the best-selling cake or biscuit in the United Kingdom. The Jaffa Cake production area of the McVitie's factory covers an acre and includes a production line over a mile long.
0: Wow. How big is your cookie lab production area? Is that a mile long?
1: It's about four and a half feet long. (laughs) So I was only able to produce approximately nine Jaffa cakes last night.
0: (laughs) Well, they are delicious Jaffa cakes. And
1: Well, I'm so glad you like them, Chris.
0: uh, And they give us a the perfect opportunity to talk about something that we, we usually wouldn't be able to talk about on Cookie Lab, and that is gelatin
1: gelatin is amazing it's
0: an amazing science gelatin is a powdered protein
1: i had no idea it was protein are you telling me this is a healthy breakfast choice
0: yes because it gives you some of your daily allotment of protein and it's the only protein with the power to thicken liquids
1: how does it happen?
0: It's oh, I'm glad you asked. You know, you know when you um roast a chicken or yes. you you make a yes. roast.
1: Stuff gets in the bottom of the pan that looks kinda like gelatin. Jelly.
0: Yes. And and that is the collagen in the animal tissue, and that's where gelatin comes from itself. So Gelatin coll- now, collagen. Now, I will
1: interrupt you. I'll pause you for just a moment to say that if you have any <coughs> vegan fans out there, there are plant based gelatins. I have not experimented with them, but it is possible.
0: There are. The gelatin is why those juices set into a solid gel as they cool. So it's unlike any other protein you have in the kitchen,
1: it's its own thing.
0: It typically food proteins. Here we go into the science. I'm going to use my fingers to show you, but hopefully also <laughs> my words. Um,
1: Chris, is, Chris is wiggling his evil genius <laughs> fingers in front of his microphone.
0: So food proteins respond to heat by unraveling. Proteins are all raveled. <laughs>
1: That's like uh, me. That's me on a humid summer
0: day. Exactly. And, Just pretty much unravel. And then... Once they unravel, they find other proteins and they bond to them, and they coagulate into a firm, solid mass. So uh, for example, think of frying an egg. The liquid protein of the white, and that's called albumin,
1: mm-hmm.
0: firms up into a solid mass of egg whites mm-hmm. as it heats, as you heat it up, right? And, and you mm-hmm. get scramb- you get scrambled eggs. But gelatin proteins, Don't bond with one another.
1: They stay suspended in the matrix, which is what makes them a colloid. Which is what makes jello a colloid, which I learned in college. Yes, it is. In my geology class.
0: Very. Wow. Heat does cause the gelatin to unravel, the gelatin molecules to unravel and disperse, just like any other protein. So.
1: Disperse, everyone. Nothing we're, to see here.
0: We're, we're like the eggs still, but then they never form new bonds. So in mm. the liquid, they, they just form this colloid. They disperse and they float around. And as the gelatin cools, the protein strands line up next to each other. And they twist into long ropes, transforming the liquid into a firm gel. And that's how gelatin works.
1: Wow, I didn't know about the lining up and twisting, Chris. Yep.
0: Yeah. And and so that's why you get a a, a gelatin uh It's like a, a
1: dance party a in your fridge. Right,
0: and then in your mouth.
1: Mm and, mm, mm for sure. Yep,
0: yeah. and they don't have any they don't really have any taste as a protein. You know, eggs have a very specific taste. Even egg whites. Yeah,
1: you could get unflavored gelatin and you you're going to have to add flavor to that cuz
0: And sugar. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So it's a it's a historic cakey biscuit with deliciousness on top and orange deliciousness right below that and delicious cake. So it's three delicious things in one. And ju- I think St. Patrick would have approved because he, he was, would
1: not drive the Jaffa cakes out of Ireland.
0: Right. That's why they're still there. And what you know what he would say though?
1: He'd say "Slancha." <laughs> Wait, no. He wasn't Irish, right? right? But was he Turkish?
0: No, 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 no. He was he was probably Roman. Okay. Yeah. So he'd but, say But again, that's for another Veni podcast. VD Vici. Right. I came, I saw, I ate the Jaffa cakes. Mm. Next week we are going to take a trip to ancient China. Wow. Yes. The, the, the cookie lab is going from country to country and through time. And It's
1: funny that you say China because when I took my Jaffa cakes out, when I took the muffin tin out of the oven, there were some little blobs of batter that had baked on. And my youngest kid was picking them off and eating them. And he said that they tasted like fortune cookies. Mm Yeah. And that's yeah. and the ba- the sponge cake base is just it could be the same fundamentally as a fortune cookie until you add the leavening cuz it was just eggs, sugar. I think that's it. It was eggs and Probably sugar some and vanilla, then I and then yeah. I added some no, and then I added some baking powder to make it a spongy thing.
0: Wow. Oh, okay. And if you added the orange cuz the the um fortune cookies have a little hint of orange. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, very good. And you know what St. Patrick would have said? Not okay, Slothra.
1: let's, let's he get back have, to that. He
0: would have said, "Jill, keep your paws off my cookie. Okay,
1: ah! <laughs> you got me, Chris. Keep your paws off my cookie. <laughs> we'll keep your paws off my jaffa cakes. They're all mine.
0: <laughs> we'll see you next week on Cookie Lab. Bye-bye. It's Cookie Lab.